on the spencers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. And we're playing podcast it is. Yeah, that was okay. It. That was good. That was good. Is there more to it? No, that was it. Okay, well, hey, and I'm your host, Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. To my left, not Yoda, because he's a lot taller and not nearly as shriveled up. He's more yellow, too. I am Nate Costa. Yeah. And to my right, also a little bit yellow. Quite yellow. Yeah, well, he's your jaundice. Maybe we can get you under a sun lamp. There we go. Podcast producer... I'm not going with Moral Compass. I'm not. No. Go ahead. And Moral Compass. Rick Brett's not. Oh, here. sure. All right. And reminding you to. No, that's the end. Okay. So it, <laughs> the world is upside down today, and you're wondering. We're recording on a Tuesday, October 30th, before Halloween, because the scariest thing that could have possibly happened today. We're recording in Nate's? Happened. We're recording in Nate's. That's true. But also, uh, that, you know, of course. Everybody's talking. Disney took over Lucas. So the so the impending conquering of the world by Disney Notice is about to happen. That's how they until there's this huge storm to cover the story. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is interesting. I wonder. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about that, of course, and that's the big thing because uh, already Brian Shimada asked questions about Episode 7. We'll be talking about that. We've got a little bit of comics news, and we've got uh, a little bit of television news as well. So... Um, and then this is going to be a prelude because on Sunday we'll be podcasting live from Convolution at, remind me the hotel. I the keep, Hyatt Regency in South San Francisco, just south of the airport, the San Francisco airport. Do we have a time? We're going to be Sunday in the afternoon. Just show up and... In the afternoon. Yeah. Sometime I, We have a time. I just I wasn't remember. prepared. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'll look it up during the podcast. Would you do that? All right. Let's talk. Okay. First of all, we have, uh, we have a letter. So uh, do you want to give us the theme song? I thought that was the old podcast. Yeah. Well, we, we don't have a new one yet. That's <laughs> it. While we've still got you, we're going old. It's not uncanny. We've got Fanny Bell. Indeed. We do, and it comes from someone we haven't heard from in a long time, Ashley Fakava. Oh. Do you remember uh, one of the... Can you say that on the podcast? Ashley Fakava, we can say it, and she is... Uh, Rhymes with a lot of stuff. Uh, she's on record as being one of the fan girls in the... Uh, or fan women, pardon me, in uh, for at least fan women for eight more days, right? Um, respect them. And uh, so she writes in to, uh, her topic was Journey into Mystery and what it means for Young Avengers. Spoilers. Mm. Here's, the, here's the problem. Um, having read, dear Fanboy Planet, having read Kieran Gillen's final issue of Journey into Mystery has put his upcoming run of Young Avengers into a new perspective, especially the use of Kid Loki. Do any of you have any thoughts or speculation on this? I'm dying to hear anything as January is too far away right now. Um, interesting. 
And so she has a postscript as well. So a little bit of this, uh, P.S., seeing Tom Hiddleston's letter in the letters section made me wonder what other famous people have written into comics. I've also seen a letter from George R.R. R. Martin. Stephen Young. Who? Stephen Young. Stephen Young? Wrote into Walking Dead. Okay. He's Glenn. Oh, he's Glenn. Okay, so they like reading about themselves is what you're saying. So we'll, ta- we'll tackle this topic in reverse order. Famous people all the time. Thomas Jane, we know he's a fan. Barack Obama can't be seen to endorse Spider-Man, but I'm sure he's a big Dan Slott fan. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Mad Magazine used to run those photos, like, you know, of of such and such celebrity reading the parody of their film and, and laughing. And so You always find out after the fact, like, there's the... Oh, here's a letter I wrote into a comic book when I was 10, and now I'm Well, that's writing. different. But I think, you know, her question is more like Tom Hiddleston now Current. is reading by the adventures yeah. of, of Loki following. I, You know, I don't know. We wonder if Chris Evans is a fan. Um, I know. read the letters pages. I haven't seen anybody. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my eyes peeled. So, Ashley, we'll, we'll probably have a follow-up on that and see. I, I think the honest truth is the more and more comic book movies get made the more celebrities are starting to to admit they read comics i don't think it's a, you know i don't think it's the guilty thing anymore i think honestly the, this is the generation that grew up reading them in the first place and never giving them up yeah yeah you know so well uh, it's cooler especially if you're making millions of dollars playing one of these characters too you might as well keep tabs <laughs> on what they're doing about it going, maybe i'll be good at I it i would never do that maybe i'll appeal to the um <laughs> and so uh as for journey into mystery as uh, for the ending i'm actually and i know one reason uh that she wrote in was because i wrote a piece about the young avengers coming up with kid, yeah. kid loki and i got the first two trade paperbacks okay so you have and and the, the third one is uh it was sold out uh, when when I went into the shop, so they ordered a copy. So I'm supposed to get it this week. We had this conversation a couple of weeks ago where I was basically saying I, I thought that Loki was like Marvel, the Marvel Universe's version of Damien from mm-hmm. the Batman series. And I think there are. But a lot did you of the read the end of the journey into mystery? Because I, what I've, I've heard been... is that there's a, there's a twist to it that puts things into a different perspective. Now, yeah, I haven't quite. Is the final issue the conclusion of that? Um... Of, of, Lo- of Loki being in Journey into Mystery. Now Journey into Mystery will be with Sif, Lady right? Sif and uh, somebody else. So I read then probably the issue before the final issue. Uh-huh. Which is the conclusion or the second to last part of the Thor crossover. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kid Loki is taking a turn for the worse and going more towards adult Loki. Well, it's to be expected. Right, but he like... Drowned Thor in the lava. Oh, that's too bad. No, I'm not that far. That's going to sting. That that is that that sucks. But um, so I don't know. But we but uh, so we're sorry. I I feel like I'm going to be terribly disappointed to Ashley after so many so many months without hearing from you. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Except I'm really looking forward to reading it. I predicted when I first heard about Journey to Mystery, I was just going to get the trades and. Despite the fact that the first trade is very tied into fear itself without necessarily explaining what's going on in the larger. Yeah, it was kind of a weird Um, It still stood well enough on its own. Well, you get the feel for how the character's going to act now. Yeah, so uh, I I still really recommend those those trade paperbacks and really enjoying that work. So I got excited for Young Avengers. Um, But, uh, yeah, so we're sorry that we can't be of better help to you this week, Ashley. But as we catch up, perhaps we'll get there before January and we can talk about it. Um, So let's go right into some comic stuff. Uh, No, it's actually about uh, this because worlds are colliding. 
Um, Avengers vs. X-Men has a hardcover coming. And I just wanted to get uh, get your thought of, with a lot of these creators involved. Uh, of course, Brian Michael Bendis, Jason Aaron, Jonathan Hickman, Ed Brubaker, Matt Fraction, and as Marvel says, even more, including John Romita Jr. and Adam Kubert and Oliver Koipel. But uh, the introduction is being written by CM Punk. <laughs> wow. And so I was kind of curious if you had any, if that was the reaction I was looking for. Um and uh, so that's coming in November. I'm looking for the actual release date. $75. How many issues for this obvious? hardcover? This, yeah, that's got to be just a well, huge. Right? It's got to be everything that was every, AVX. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, and it has the Which, AR as well. Which, is not necessary in this one. It wasn't necessary to read all the other stuff. It really, they. Yeah. It made it worse. It actually did. Stuff. They had more trouble trying to keep it up. It will have the Marvel AR app and the Infinite Comics will be there as well. Well, those they'd have to edit it so it right. Not well, they're not going to work, right? But yeah. um, you know, so uh, and there's no one, no better person who understands the theatrical nuances of a good rivalry than WWE champion CM Punk. Well, I might argue The Rock or Vince McMahon or even Hulk Hogan. But no, CM Punk is uh, <laughs> definitely the He's best the in guy. the world right now. Definitely. Okay. But he's a big comic book fan. He always... Oh, he didn't know that. Okay, great. Yeah, he's a big Blue <laughs> Baker fan on his Twitter. They go back and forth a lot. Oh, so that's why. So and, that makes sense. Uh, Thank fraction. you. But I don't know... I mean, I, get, I assume since they're having him write it, he probably also reads superhero comics, but he was more like criminal and uh, incognito kind of stuff. Well, that's cool. More of the... Like the noir, noir hardcore yeah. crime stuff. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's what he tweets about. So I mean, who knows? He might be into a whole bunch of stuff. Which does, you know, which does bring up, you know, this is kind of this was the swan song for Ed Brubaker's superhero work. He mm-hmm. is leaving uh, with the end of Captain America. I guess last week. What did I, I saw issue. him on a show recently? I can't remember what it was. Uh, well, I don't know either. TV show. Yeah. Well. Um, huh. So. Um, yeah. All right, so that's your reaction. The CM Punk thing makes sense. I don't know if I wanted 75 bucks for this. And it's not even... It's not worth 75 Well, it's not even that. I, like, tried to pick up an omnibus. And I, at the size of those things, those hardcovers... When you say you tried to pick it up, you mean you, you attempted to lift it. I attempted to lift one. I thought, <laughs> not like, I couldn't find one anywhere. No, I can't imagine, you know, like an Ultimate Spider-Man. I thought, oh, I don't have Ultimate Spider, you know. Um, the first volume with, the fir- but, like the first... But the first on of us, like the Yeah, right. It's too big. Yeah, it, it really is, like, curl up in front of the fireplace and have a, like, forklift put it in your lap. Well, it's like having the Oxford English Dictionary yes. and... Yes. And then you've got to have a big stand that's very sturdy, and you flip through the pages, and you're I wearing actually your smoking jacket. I actually read the, You read the OED? The, no, no. I, yeah. <laughs> no, I, with the magnifying glass. I, I have that, yes. I have, yeah. Um, I actually read the Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man. In Omnibus Sitting form? in my comfortable huge chair in, in the Omnibus. Well, you don't want to have children, right? I mean, Already it's have. over. They're done. It's uh, Yeah, right? So that's that's my concern. It's just it's gonna, that's got a lot of pressure on the lap. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I You're worried about your voice going higher. I am. My voice is my moneymaker. Because uh, God knows nothing else is. Uh, so, <laughs> it's, uh, um, yeah. That's so, AVX. AVX. Not looking forward to buying that tome. No. No. No, no, I'm not. You know, I think that there's there's so many other things. Have you seen the Buffy 
Um, oh yeah, they've got those, those new coming. Those are huge, but they're they're not terribly thick, and uh, it's a beautiful set of set of books. Except for as we've noted before, you can't tell one character from the other. And, then, and by the way, I just this just in. I got a I, I got an email from my son on my phone of the of his Halloween pumpkin. Oh, is Kid Macaw not my child? Oh, Spidey pumpkin. Spider <laughs> he garbed a Spider Man pumpkin. That's Very pretty nice. awesome. That is a good one. That's pretty awesome. So <laughs> that's good work on the uh, yeah yeah all right anyway what were we saying I'm sorry I was uh, I was we distracted were, by the beauty of my son's work he's too proud we were I'm about to move on from the discussion of the AVX AVX to other comics this week uh, you know the other one I brought I brought up is just we hadn't really um, touched on uh, how Top Cow is giving away a lot of free comics mm-hmm. um, Cyber Force the fir- first five issues of the relaunch are absolutely free thanks digital. to digital no. Free hard, you know, actual paper in the stores, participating comic shops. It's like free comic book day. It costs them a quarter per copy plus shop shipping, and they give them away. So Cyberforce 1 through 5 will be available in comic shops for free, assuming your local shop is participating. And the digital is free as well. You're right. Um, and But they're also giving away like what, they, what they consider jumping on issues, and the instructions have gone to the stores of, if you read, if you've got a customer who already reads Witchblade, don't give them the free copy. <laughs> but if you've got a customer, because you want to sell it to them, right? Because you already are selling they're to them. And they but want they're that giving, free but copy they're too. no, they're, no, they're exactly the same. They're just giving extras and saying, uh, I see. hand them out Stick to the guy the who who you know, your subscriber who isn't reading Witchblade, mm-hmm. but you think might be interested. So they kind of jump on issues. I think it's an interesting tactic. Better than free comic book day because you're getting the person that's coming in anyway. Well, it sounds like you're getting real books too. You're not just getting right. A, you're not a just getting a preview story. Partial advertising. And I gotta say, did you pick up the? Or did you even download the Cyberforce one? Yeah, I read. I read. I downloaded and read the first Cyberforce digital, and I don't know. I was a fan of it when it originally came out, and but and I I think. It I had the little Mattel two, action figures. Went through two reboots. Yes. Uh, of it with Top Cow and. Um, this just wasn't grabbing me. I mean, I'm done with these characters. I bought the uh, Chris Jeruso variant, but I'm probably not going to read it. Hmm. No, okay. I, I for the Jeruso variant. Oh no, I, I I picked it up and uh, I thought, not really knowing anything about them because I didn't get that deep into image when they first launched. Oh. That I thought I, I was aware of the characters named Ripclaw and Cyblade, yeah. Cy and I had read it somehow. Can't figure out why. Way back when at a comic con, somebody I think handed me an Aphrodite nine, and so I had read that, like the first issue of that. You, you know, so I mean, that's I mean because that character's in there, and I yeah. don't know if she was originally she tied wasn't. into it. So I thought if it's just a straight super um, science fiction story you're looking for. And you don't know anything about these characters. It is a fine like you it, don't need to know anything about it, it because I assumed it was a reboot. I think if you probably haven't if you haven't read these stories already before, it's it's kind of like a reboot. It's like any of the reboots, and I'm just you know tired of them. So, but if you we've read, almost reached that saturation point for Rick. Yeah, you're going to retire from comics, aren't no, you? No, it was just let that whole Wildstorm image. Uh, era of a bunch of well, I wasn't like, caught up in them the first time I because they real, all seemed I, like ripoffs. I was rip-offs. really excited about it when it happened, and then they all went south. It was yeah. like everything from uh, you know, 
Grifter. A sad day when I gave up on Spawn. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, let's talk the biggest news. Have you news. seen the recent Spawn covers? No. You act like a man who's spending a lot of money just for covers. <laughs> no, I like Spawn, but the new the covers this year have been, you know, because 20th anniversary, McFarlane is right, doing, right. Uh, he calls them parodies of other comics. So they had like a spy, uh, Amazing, Amazing Fantasy yeah, 15 cover. Oh, okay. There's a Dark Knight. Returns, mm-hmm. Frank Miller cover this month. He did a uh, Walking Dead number one cover. I see. They all have Spawn, you know, in yeah. the pose of whatever yeah. comic book it was. They're pretty cool. Oh, okay. Well, but what about the insides, man? I can't The justify. current uh, story, remember in Spawn number one when he turned into a white guy? He was really a black I guy. I do remember that. So now he's a white guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> That's <Simmons> deep. <laughs> Al Simmons killed himself, and I think when they first did this, it was like, remember that guy that he turned into? This is him. I don't know, I don't we, know if they're following uh, And did we still. get to mention, by the way, that um, the real Al Simmons is getting sued oh, yeah, by I Todd McFarlane for taking credit for being the guy Spawn is named after? I thought he was taking credit for more than that. Oh, that's what it comes down to is, is uh, Todd McFarlane is asking him, is suing him to stop making public appearances Claiming to be the inspiration for the for Spawn's secret identity, right. despite the fact that when they were friends, there are many uh, recorded instances. This is like the Tony Twist case. There are many recorded instances of Todd McFarlane advertising him as the man who inspired <laughs> Spawn's head. So I don't think this case is going to go too far. Yeah, and considering Todd McFarlane's record in court, he doesn't learn, does he? Not not the smartest. You're you 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 work in the law, Nate, and uh, you're very familiar loosely. You're familiar with the concept of precedent, <laughs> and it's like Tom McFarland has lost every case he's ever gone. Well, that's not precedent so far. It's just bad luck. Right? <laughs> What, okay. you, what you really have to worry about in this case is is written record. <laughs> well, they all keep doing that. Right, right. Um, hmm. well, it's, for some people, that's a problem. For some, it's not. Um, and, you know, speaking, I mean, because, you know, we, we, for speaking of written records, we used to have visual records of, say, you know, Han Solo shooting first. And yes. uh, then I that got changed, that and that's not true. No, anymore, you just can't right? buy it anymore. But maybe you, you never know, because, of course, today let's move to the biggest news of the day. Speaking of Han Solo. That's right. See what I did there? I do. That was a transition. Segway. Thank you. Smooth and subtle until we call attention to it like we always do, because we're just so impressed with ourselves. Well, this is the only reason we're having a podcast tonight, Derek. Right. Okay. Which is that Disney, I can't ima- I can't say that this was in the wind, uh, you know, uh, but Disney announced today, of course, pending those pesky antitrust laws, uh, that Disney has purchased Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm Limited, which owns... LucasArts, LucasFilm, Industrial Light and Magic, and Skywalker, Skywalker Sound. Sound. And I think that's one of And possibly Serta Mattresses. Now, what I don't understand from this is a lot of this is up at, at Skywalker Ranch. Yes. I suspect, I suspect Lucas held on to the real estate. Uh, Lucas has been, and this is where I would say uh, perhaps we have not been as aware of this, but, I mean, this has been in the wind, is... He's been moving most of the operations off of Skywalker Ranch. It's not there. Right. It's been there's a there's a property near 
where he lives. And then most of the other companies mentioned are actually now at the Presidio. See, I, I and have been for a couple of years. You lay four thousand four billion four point four point oh five billion. billion wait, wait, let me put it this way. Wait, I love the description. Fifty percent of that, which is a measly two billion, is in cash. Fifty percent of that is in Disney stock. stock. Right. So the question I have, and I'm hoping somebody out there will be able to answer in the comparative. I just didn't have time to research it today. Is what does that compare to Ike Perlmutter right. from Marvel? Because after Steve Jobs died, Ike Perlmutter became the majority stockholder, which is why a lot of people at Disney are kind of unhappy because Ike, Ike Perlmutter is apparently very um, stingy and mm-hmm. paranoid and, by the way, does not allow himself to be photographed and appears at Marvel events in disguise. That's he's like one the, way to hold off the voodoo. He's like Michael Jackson, only old and Israeli. So... Um, how does George Lucas exactly. compare as far as stock stock holdings? What I want to know is, I really this has been bothering me all day. You, you're, you're George Lucas. You just you just sold your your company for four point oh five billion dollars. What do you do to celebrate tonight? No, you can't go to Disneyland. <laughs> you're, you're not going to go. To I'm Disneyland. going to Meland. <laughs> like, and the other thing. Well, is, that's it. George Lucas, knowing him, he's been to Paradise, but he's never been to me. So you know. Yeah. That sounded better in my head, and then it's like, I better, no, he's never been to him, never been to him. What I was thinking today, driving over here, is that there are a lot of of women who in the 1960s were stuck in Modesto and didn't realize that George Lucas was going to be their way out. Yeah, he wasn't their way out. No, they, (laughs) I mean, he was tormented in Modesto. He wasn't a bad looking guy. But there were, oh, he was a dork. Uh, I... One of my cousins lived next door to him growing up. So, yes, yeah. it's a, no. um, I'm just saying, it's just there are a lot of women in Modesto kicking themselves tonight. Yeah. They could have been Mrs. George they Lucas. They could have been. Um, so, ha, ha, Anyway. Um, what's he going to do with $2 billion? Whatever cash. he wants. In cash. I mean, you know what he's going to do? He's going to build a vault. Put on a Scrooge McDuck suit and go swimming. I think, you, I think you take the Skywalker Ranch and you turn it into the next Disneyland. To some people, it already is. I know, but but then you sell tickets. But no, but well, that's interesting. Could he? Could he create a Lucas Land? I not now. He doesn't own the rights to anything. He doesn't own. Well, didn't he stay on as some kind of chairman He's or something? Creative like? consultant. Okay. Uh, and then he's major- and then he's he is a majority stockholder. I don't know. Like I said, I want to know. I saw where a, he stands. Video of him with a woman named Kathy. Is that his Kathleen Ken- Kathleen Kennedy? Oh, that's the who's Disney. the co-chairperson oh. of Lucasfilm. Okay. See, he had stepped down a month ago right, or right, two right. months ago. She became co-chair. She is now going to be like the so what the what Disney what Bob Iger has been describing is she's sort of going to be like what John Lasseter was uh-huh. when he was when Pixar was still kind of separate. They're advising, but now Lasseter's in charge of all animation, um, it, which it, means there it, were some consequences. I, I was trying to figure out on that one too. Like he's he'll be taking over. He Lasseter was talking about how he. He had been holding off until he found someone like Catherine who he could trust. Kathleen. Kathleen, until he could trust 
Uh, Which is with with the vision and the Rick, man, the you've been you keep swallowing the Kool Aid. Let's not take this uh, objectively. What he said, subjectively, Kathleen Kennedy's been in the organization for over thirty years, so yeah. he's been holding off until he just decided. I wouldn't be surprised if, it's, unfortunately, sadly, Lucas is sick. Oh, because um, this is what we're seeing is the passing over suddenly of everything, and this is what we saw Henson trying to do. Uh-huh. This is, uh, you know, so uh, be, which ultimately still got tied up for twenty years, but um, but the stepping down and then selling the things that he has been notoriously. Unwilling to, to let go of control. control. Yeah, control I mean, because he is the 100, 100% owner of Lucasfilm Limited selling off. So when we talk about that $4 billion, that's going to just George Lucas. How old is he? He's in his 60s. Oh. So all this being said. Yes. Is this a positive or a negative for Star Wars 7, 8, and 9. Well, the positive is that Mark Hamill has a job now, which is okay because Hamill... And he's old enough to play. Well, well which is what... It, well, no, because like, this is exactly what Hamill... He's told everybody, so it's not like a name-dropping thing. But, I mean, yes, I've had that conversation where Hamill said uh, that when they were in Tunisia filming Episode 4, Lucas said, about 40 years from now, be ready mm-hmm. to come back. And you'll play Luke as an old man in episodes seven, eight, and nine. Then Lucas has for years said, no, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Then he said at one point that the novels that Timothy Zahn, right, wrote the the Dark Empire or the Heir to the Empire. I have all that stuff right here. Yeah, the Heir to the, the, you know, that trilogy that kind of brought back. The Thrawn trilogy. Is that what they're calling it now? The Thrawn? That's not what it's called. Dark Force Rising or something like that. Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, Rising, and The Last Command. Okay. Those three novels brought... Star Wars back to publishing after a long absence because they'd done the well, they'd, Han, done, a couple they'd things, done the Han Solo trilogy, the Lando Calrissian tri- trilogy, Splinters in the Mind Eye Spl- actually came out bef- between Star Wars and, and Empire Strikes yeah. Back because Splinter in the Mind's Eye was actually an attempt at doing a sequel if Star Wars had tanked and they didn't get a budget. Yeah, Splinter in the Mind's Eye would have been the low budget sequel. Um, so all those kind of that was up until about eighty three, eighty four, and then. The stu- that those novels came out in like ninety two, ninety three, yeah, and then suddenly, boom, huge explosion of publishing again, and Lucas said, "Yeah, that's what seven, eight, and nine would be." But the who problem knows? with those stories, unless they really rewrite them, it's only it's less than ten years after the end of right Jedi. The uh, the advantage, yeah, and the Whitrees people go nuts because everybody's falling in love with Mara Jade, and they and which is the yeah. care to the hand of the Emperor, who becomes Luke Skywalker's wife. Spoilers. Um, but I would think seven, eight, nine. If you've gone that far back, when you went back that far for one, two, three, bleh, um, seven, eight, nine, go forward. I'd like to see Mark Hamill as Luke in the Obi Wan Kenobi, the Jedi Master role, right. passing on to the next generation to Han and Leia's twins. I don't know. You'd want to see Han and Leia. Well, I don't know just, if you could get there was just Harrison an Ford epic nine book series uh, that that was all about the kids. I don't have time for that. I need Harrison Ford to come back. Look what Disney has done with Marvel having Chris Evans, who's a huge name, Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, Sam Jackson, all in the same movie. Mm -hmm. Harrison Ford, that's easy. But he's uh, he's prickly. uh, He doesn't have that sense of, I really think, like Downey, 
I, all those guys saw that as we're part of something we were always fans of. He might be prickly, but and Harrison Ford's not a fan of it. What do you mean he's not a fan? Of he's that's not a, a fan that's of it. The reason he has a career right now. I know, but he's not a fan. It, he's it never been a fan. He sees acting as a job. It's like you know what's interesting to him, and and uh, he's done so many other movies. He's since then. he's. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll grant it. He's he gotten did. a better sense of humor about himself. But uh, you know, so I I don't know. It's a it's a walk up. But would you need him? I don't know. All they said is, episode seven will come out in 2015. Which, by the way, is the same summer you've got Justice League, you've got Avengers two. Well, until Justice League gets pushed back. It, well, but it's probably going to happen because DC is going to go. Wait, Warner's going to say, wait a minute, we we scheduled Justice League against Avengers two. Which, by the way, I predict that realization is going to come April thirtieth, two thousand fifteen, uh, before Warner Brothers realizes they've scheduled <laughs> Justice League against Avengers, uh, Avengers two. Um, probably the last film in the in the Hobbit trilogy. Um, so it's, it's a nerdgasm year 2015. So I'd like to say this is a special shout out to the Mayans. Please don't end the world next month. Uh, I don't think the Mayans are in control of ending the world, Derek. Okay. Um, I'd say to the Democrats, please (laughs) don't end the world. I just wanted to give, I wanted to give fair play. I wanted to give fair play because after Joss Whedon, you know, okay, sorry. I'm a Democrat. We're not organized enough to. uh, I realize that too. I do understand that. Yes. Uh, Okay. Um, So to the social, no, the socialists aren't either. To the anarchist. Uh, Anyway, whoever is in charge of ending the world, please don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Please don't do it because I want to see Star Wars Episode Seven. I don't know why because I wasn't happy with one, two, or three. Well, let's see. If they do... And Lucas is remaining on as creative consultant. That's what the press release says. He'll still be there. Kathleen Kennedy will be co-producer or executive producer. If they do a film every two to three years after Right, which Bob Iger is promising. That means 2020 is the end of the next trilogy. Oh, right, but, but it's also 2020, the end of the next trilogy, but you're still going to get a 10, 11, 12. He's promising that's a franchise that's going to go on forever, and could. Which it should. Okay. It's like Bond. No, I, but, but the thing is, that is a concept large enough. I would, I would totally be interested in that one that happened in between that was the, the video game, but had uh, Prince Zizor, the, right, the Black Shadow Sun. Shadow of the Empire. Shadow of the Empire. I'd love a Shadow of the Empire movie. I'd love to see, I you know what what Dark Horse did, going into the future hundred years with Star Wars Legacy. Legacy is awesome. I mean, because I realize the biggest consequence for us right now here at this table is that now occasional contributor Michelle Saman is a Disney character, and that pisses me <laughs> off beyond all belief because he is in Star Wars well, continuity. Let's, let's, let's be fair; he was a Star Wars character before he was a Disney, hero, and that pissed me and off that too. You off too. So, so I'm just going to say, to be fair. Chris Garcia, okay, Harlan Ellison, College of the Devil, you have a Hugo, but you're not part of Star Wars continuity, so no, you still no. have something to do. He could be an Ewok. Oh, my God. He could be... <laughs> He's like the Ewok Collective. Ten of them get together and form one giant Ewok. Ewok <laughs> Assemble! <laughs> the Voltron love Ewoks. Garcia! Okay, go ahead. Hootini. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying he could be a Ewok. Uh, no, no. All right. So there's that consequence. The biggest consequence is there also Dark Horse will. We, Mike we Richardson's offered already said, well, we have the comics for the near future. They've kept the Star Wars comics alive, but this is exactly what Disney did when they bought Marvel was that they pulled 
all their stuff out of Boom, which was doing quality work, and gave it to Marvel, and Marvel hasn't done squat. There is one other thing we haven't discussed that I think is essential when you talk about these movies, and that is we talked about Hamill being of the age, perhaps, depending on yes. what story they decided to tell. But it's entirely possible to recast everybody. It that is, but I don't think that's where they'd go. We've already got, or we already had a recasting of Obi-Wan Kenobi. But that was a younger recasting, I know, and I, I don't think, and we know 789 have to be in the future. Right. <laughs> They're all in the future. No, it's a long time ago. Dan. So far, uh, I would uh, want me to blow your mind. Roger Ebert argues, and I love this theory, that it's actually, it's so far in the future that we as an audience are meant to be like the people around the campfire having the story told to us after all of it's collapsed. So, And we actually, I mean, in the, you mentioned the James Bond films, they recast over and over again, even when there were storylines that carried through the books, uh, through the uh, movies. Through the movies, but I don't think uh, they need to do that. Um, and, 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 the, and, and the other thing I'd say is, because Lucas himself went so far to even put Hayden Christensen at the end of Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. recasting is, it's not, I, that's not something in their mind. I don't think Leah would necessarily have to appear, but I think the twins, whatever they call, like at this point, the thing is, there is so much expanded universe stuff that wherever you go right. with 789, there are fans. I mean, because what's the name of the author who got the death threats when Chewbacca got killed off in a novel? Oh, yeah. Um, Is that Aaron Alston? No, no, no. It it might have been Zahn again. It it might have still been. Um, But the thing is, the the fans are so ensconced in it, so firmly enwrapped and know all this stuff. That's the other thing. Now that Disney is is part of all this, are they going to, are we going to get executives are going to say, no, 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 we're not going to use anybody else's stuff. We're no, you know what I trust? All new. No, no, you know what I trust is, one, well, first of all, uh, Lucas maintained control of all of that, so all that means is that Hyperion Publishing gets all the Star Wars novels from now on. Uh-huh. Uh, Marvel could get the Star Wars comics license back. Um, Disney would have a f- piece of a finger, because all that comes over, because Lucas controlled that all 100%. Right. It was just, even even the first six movies... Can become a Disney DVD uh, very soon, but the 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 person I trust mm-hmm. is Bob Iger. Bob Iger has a sense of legacy, and because he Bob Iger is the guy that negotiated to get Oswald back from Universal when he stepped up, because it was it's like this is Walt's legacy. Boom! So he really respects that, and Bob Iger is the guy that on the opening day of California Adventure stepped out in front of California Adventure to greet everyone. Gave a message and said, in not so many words, but very honestly, we understand that California Adventure was less than thrilling, mm-hmm. and that we screwed up, and this and Cars Land and Buena Vista Street are our attempts to to redo it and to make it worth it. Which is California Adventure is almost almost worth spending an entire day there. Not quite there yet because it's still small. Sure, but. A lot more to do, a lot more to look at. So Bob Iger is a guy who knows, who is paying attention to what the fans are saying. I hope you're correct. I hope you're correct. It remains a fear for me because Hollywood. Oh, I I I understand. Just but the thing is, the the guy who hasn't been listening to the fans is George Lucas. True. True. So I'm sorry. How could Bob Iger do worse to the franchise than than Lucas has? You know. So. 
The other the other speculations. I would like to see that Disney will release a special edition vault of the original versions of four five. How about six. how about getting Pixar involved in some property? Clone Wars taken over by Pixar. Boom. Yeah. And uh, the other one nobody's talking about Indiana Jones. So, although I still don't Man, feel man, a Pixar Indiana Jones would be awesome. Yeah, I'm not sure that Indiana Jones is as beloved a property. I think people like Indiana Jones. I think people like the ride, but there's another case. You could not get they could not get Harrison Ford to put his face on that animatronic figure. That's why it's always shaded and doesn't look like him. It's vague enough, but yeah. it's because he wouldn't sign off. Whereas Johnny Depp he doesn't do the Johnny Depp thing. Johnny Depp and Je- oh Johnny Depp's going to be in Return of the Jedi. That's who's going to turn out to be uh, Anakin. Um, it, so. Uh, you know, I I, I I see a lot of possibilities that I'm gonna I may like better. You know, Nate's just smiling in that look. That it's not quite to the ba- it's the bemused basilisk. Uh, so yes, Nate, what are you gonna say there? No, I'm just thinking of the movie. Pos- I mean, I don't know. People on on the interwebs. Are complaining about oh it's gonna be all a bunch of Ewoks and Jar Jar Binks all over the place. Disney didn't mess up what Marvel was doing with Avengers or no. with Thor no, or with they Captain didn't. America. So why would they step in and say you need to make this more kid friendly when, as you just said, Lucas was already doing that and it sucked? I but I would say, and I should have, you know, the one other clue: Star Tours. Uh, this last year, Disney released an album, which I actually I did download on my iPod, was um, from the vault, and it's archived music. Yeah, I've from, heard, I've heard. And one of the things is the original Star Tours, like that they included that, and they included the Captain America March, like so. It was almost like this hint, uh, you know, of these. By the way, and these are the properties we've absorbed into the Empire. <laughs> uh, yes, join Just us. Just FYI. Just and and there was Star Tours, and I played that for my kids, and we we were kind of laughing about that. <laughs> and but when you walk out of Star Tours two. Just Star Tours, right? You walk out of that, which is one a hell of a better, much better ride than it used to be. But um, that store acknowledges all the all the sides of Star Wars. I found it funny years ago when you'd had the action figures that were Mickey as Luke Skywalker and uh-huh. and uh, and Goofy as Darth Vader. Those were fun. I mean, that's already been there, but you understand. But I think people get that's all just you know that's a fun side thing. What's going to happen? And people were complaining about, yeah, you know, Spider-Man running through Disneyland. Well, for a lot of legal reasons, that still didn't happen. But that's still not going to happen. And And it would be awesome if it did happen. Well, I want to see Spider-Man. I do want to see Darth Vader versus Phineas and Ferb, (laughs) and uh, that's going to happen. So, I mean, you know, well, and I say that because. You know, as we know that that Phineas and Ferb is the first going to be a, the first official crossover with the Marvel Universe too. That the Avengers are going to show up on that show before they do anything else. Disney. Now, now I have to watch an episode of Phineas and Ferb. Yes, you right. do. Which is a hilarious show. Hilarious. I'll, I'll I'll loan you the DVD that I have. I'll never watch it. Okay, then I won't loan you the DVD. <laughs> to heck with you. Uh, <laughs> so, ha. Huh. And we say this on, like, Disney announces this, and then this weekend, of course, then we wreck it Ralph opens up this other great cross-property uh, uh, outreach movie, which is apparently great. I missed it last night. But um, Jason, so good, Jason Salazar wrote something positive on what? Facebook. Uh, yes. Sign of the Army. Not Salazar. Yes, Salazar. 
So, uh, you know, so maybe it's that's really good. I don't know. Anything else you want to say about uh, – oh, jeez. That's awesome. Um, anything else you guys want to say, fear about this combination? Uh, you know, it's – it's the one thing I was going to say earlier was it's, it's not that Disney bought Lucasfilm. It's that Lucasfilm decided to sell itself to Disney. Yeah. Which is what happened with Pixar. Yeah. Pixar sold itself to Disney and – well, the result was Pixar movies, well, they were down, bound to hit that. They don't mean anything. Like Cars 2 is a soulless sequel, but it still made a lot of money. But Brave was still pretty good. And the Disney movies got better. Tangled, Tangled's really good. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph coming up. Other things, yep. can, you know, yep. in, in the pipeline. So I would agree with that. The, the, they, got, they got an infusion of creativity. And uh, and they were already cross promoting throughout the park anyway because of Star Tours and Indiana Jones and the Temple of uh, the Forbidden Eye. So the, I, the other thing I would say is that uh, rumor has it that people weren't all that excited about the the new trilogy episodes one, two, and three. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. I've heard it from the kids. Um, Thanks, Adele. Anyway, go ahead. But uh, the idea that. That uh, another trilogy with another creative uh, arm. Somebody it. else directing? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the other thing. That, that could He's actually gonna, be something you get very excited about. Lucas is going to let somebody else put their hand get in a new, his yeah, get a new, toy box. Get a new visionary in there. Yep. And I think that, again, the Disney Studios would, would, would see there's got to be somebody else, you know, somebody up there that's got a good sense. I mean, you know, so we'll see. We'll see. How about, uh... <laughs> Are you trying to kill me right now? Quentin Tarantino on seven, episode seven. No, I was going to say, after episode seven, whoever they the Wachowskis. That, then uh, have Joss Whedon do eight, eight, or eight and or nine. Ooh. And then all geekness combines in one huge black hole. <laughs> seven, eight, nine, go into black hole, become then, the remake of the black hole. And, and then uh, Avengers 3 can have some Jedi running around in there. Yeah. I was just thinking about uh, Firefly in in the uh, in the Avengers, <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, uh, Joss doesn't own that yet, and Disney uh, does not officially yet own Joss Whedon. It's only a matter of time. Joss, give in, get the mouse tattooed on your hip, and everything will be on fine. Your hip, don't get it on your hip. Whatever you do, like Joss Whedon listens to us. <laughs> Sigh. Okay. Any movie news that you guys are excited about? Well, this week? I heard something about uh, a movie that we've been looking forward to. Really? The next X Men movie. Oh yes, there we go. Thank so you. We for talked reminding. about Days of Future Past. X Men Second Class, which was being uh, written, produced, or worked on by Brian Vaughn, Matthew mm-hmm. Vaughn, who uh, my confusion was Mockingbird Laid had this. Um, so. Matthew Vaughn, who did X-Men First Class, was working on developing Days of Future Past. Right. And now he stepped back to produce it only. Mm-hmm. And now... A guy who's made a couple of fairly successful... X-Films. Uh, X-Films and others. You know? Yes. Uh, Brian Singer mm-hmm. is returning to direct Days of Future Past. I greet this news with mixed emotion. Yeah. Because I remember Superman Returns. Well, <laughs> so uh, hopefully he's learned his lesson. I don't know. No yeah. ex babies. 
Oh, no, that's that'd be okay. X-Babies are cute. I'd love that. Put in Mojo. Okay, only if they're the real X-Babies. Put in, put in Mojo? That'd be awesome. Get us no. in the break world. Um, but, uh, no, break world is the Joss Whedon uh, is the one. Um, yeah, so Days of Future Past, which we know will have Sentinels. We, I don't think we actually got to mention now. Mark Millar got hired by uh, Fox. To, we did mention that. We did, but if I was, but there was an update on this. Oh. Um, that one of the things he is trying to do is make sure that everything they do from here on out in the films makes sense. <laughs> no, he wouldn't go that far. Not that far. <laughs> but to make sure that what they do is not violate anything set forth by. Disney's plans, so that at least fans can pretend in their head that they're all happening in the same reality. So that someday, when Disney, Disney gets the rights can... back, Fox, you hired a snake in your midst. <laughs> or Disney and Fox can say, a, a hey, Scottish a undercover agent. Uh, so um, let's have a crossover. Well, well, that's the, why not. I would like them all to... I don't want them to merge because there are these things called monopolies. Right. Um, they don't need to merge. I mean, production companies work with each other all the time. Yeah, so that we could see an Avengers versus X-Men someday before we die. I anyway. I don't need to see that in film. No. Although, if they did it in one continuous movie, there couldn't be the continuity gap. <laughs> right. That's, that's your problem, is there'd be no side movies. Avengers plus X-Men. Oh. <laughs> 3.2. And, oh, and catch this web app that explains everything we couldn't explain in the movie. Uh, yeah, those, those are my fears. Um, so, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Movies coming up. Wreck-It Ralph, as you mentioned. Yes. Yep. The Man with the Iron Fists. Did anyone have a preview screening for that? Uh, no, I did not get a preview screening for that, but that is the that is uh, the Rizza's movie. That's right. Which is leading up to, he wants to then, if this does well, then he gets to make Happy. Grant Morrison and Derek Roberts. That's right. Happy. Um, which I should mention, I believe it's December 19th. It's scheduled way ahead, but December 19th. We'll be signing. Derek Robertson will be signing at Elusive Comics and Games, our former uh, recording place, until the gaming got too hot and too loud. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Derek Robertson will be there. There are other senses involved. Uh, yeah, well, okay. Shh. Remember what I talked about? High roads, Rick. High roads. Hold my breath. That too. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, and so we do want to mention that. And, uh, so, what else is coming out? There's some good stuff. So, uh, well, did, Skyfall in a, in a week, which is already out in, in Skyfall, England. Skyfall, right. yeah, that's It's cool. already out in England, I'll and do they're saying it's fantastic. That. Yeah, yeah I, when, when is that going? I think your screening is Friday? Screening is, uh, Friday? Uh, it's not Friday. I think it's next Monday. Is it next Monday? It yeah. comes out on the 9th, right? Uh, right, but I couldn't remember. Oh, it was Hitchcock that the screening no, is Friday, and I, the day screening couldn't go to. And I missed so, flight. flight. But, did anyone yeah. see Argo? I did see Argo. I reviewed it. You Perhaps reviewed you read it. the website. Of course not. It was a podcast you weren't here for, though. Yeah. <clears throat> you, you were off. Yeah, Argo was great and still number one in the box office. Good. Good. Are, yeah. we, are we melding TV in a lot uh, of We summer? can talk about TV. I... Uh, I can melt. I got one that'll meld it all together because we you know, we're just talking about X Men films. Okay. Uh, upcoming, if not actually out already, because sometimes I lose track of this. Uh, on Blu-ray, the entire Joss Whedon Astonishing X Men run in Motion Comics 
animated by by uh, Neil Adams really? is uh, all, Neil Adams Studio. This Neil Adams Studios was was it was broken up into four separate arcs. Even though I think the graphic, the trades were six, but uh, were two arcs. Which actually does feature Break World. Yes, right. And so that's what was on my mind because I, I was trying to watch that today. Uh, so the entire thing will be available on a two disc Blu ray set uh, just in time for Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, it was early motion capture, but it was actually really pretty good. It's pretty good. I would still say, like, when you show the difference of a. Well, you know, I mean, it wasn't. They're just Not animating motion capture, mo- motion, motion comic. Yeah. They're they're still animating drawings, but but I think it works best with them. Although I really did like I have the Loki, uh, Thor Loki Blood Brothers one uh-huh. from and they're calling and, and those are uh, animated and called the Marvel Knights collection on on D- DVD. Um, it takes a certain art uh, kind of artist to make that really doable, and John Cassidy absolutely <laughs> is the right artist to be doing that. Yeah, um, I've seen so much. Films like, and, and I think Dave Gibbons would say would be one of the first to say, like when Watchmen got put into a motion comic, it's not quite the same because he wasn't putting that kind of detail in. Yeah, that Watchmen's you need for cinematic. Was very minimalistic, yeah. and and they didn't really redo anything. They did a lot of a lot of clip and move stuff. Right, right. So whereas this one actually does some perspective change stuff. And, so it, it is it is beautiful. Yeah. It, it is a it's beautiful artwork John in the Cassidy first place. Artwork. And for the person who, as a lot of people probably aren't at this point aware, that Joss Whedon, because they, they saw the Avengers, but they're coming into it late, right? You know, they didn't realize that a few years ago Joss Whedon wrote this 12-issue arc of X-Men that's just great comics, but if you're not one of, if you would rather just sit down and watch, well, it's going to take four hours, because yeah. it's basically four short films, um... If you want to sit down and do that, it's this is the way to do it. You're it's not going to lose anything. Some of the first arc was stolen for X-Men The Last Stand. Some of that plot was borrowed. But mm-hmm. believe me, Joss Whedon and John Cassidy did it so much better than Brett Ratner did. Uh, that it's absolutely, you know, for that alone. But, but once you get into that second, uh, with Danger Room coming to life, yeah. and you get into Break World and the prophecy and the return. And I, I don't know, for someone who is not a reader... If the return of Colossus will have the emotional impact, but I think Kitty sells it. I I, I hope you're right. I haven't gotten that far in watching it, but um, I think what I what I would want people to think about when they're looking at this, if they've if they're an X Men fan, they're going to enjoy this. Right. If they're a Joss Whedon fan, they're, they're going to love it. Enjoy this the hell of it. If they're both. They're going to be amazed at how well Whedon puts his own dialogue style and right. pacing into it. And yet it's pure X-Men. He doesn't right. turn it into Buffy the X-Men Slayer. No, right. Like the Mutant Slayer. Mutant right. Slayer. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an incredibly well-crafted story. The characters are all true to form and everything just works. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So, um, and I think we mentioned before uh, that, Univer- I, that we'd also got, I got sent the Universal Classic Monsters pack mm-hmm. and I've had a chance to kind of delve into that a little bit and i gotta say for black and white i mean they did a beautiful restoration job on that i suspected why not why put out that that huge package unless you were doing something right with it it's beautiful and it comes with a a set of the uh, polarized glasses for the creature film no 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 no. it's just dvd it's just 3d 3d if you're using the if you have a 3d television so it's not it's not doing that but you still have to have a right right but uh but it's 
what I've seen so far, uh, I've watched a few hours worth of, of stuff, is the restoration work is amazing. And I watched all the way through Bride of Frankenstein, and I, I'd watched that maybe eight years ago on one of their What about extras? Is there like a second audio track? or There's commentary on each film and documentary on each film. And then stills behind the scenes and a little booklet. It, it's a it's a fantastic package. It's a and it's great just a creature. It's not a creature walks among us. It's just the creature. It's yeah. First creature from the so the only sequel that's in there is is Bride of Frankenstein because the, because so much of what people associate with Frankenstein is is from, actually from, from the Bride of Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. And so you know that's a but what a great job. What a, you know and and then as a nice companion piece you can buy separately Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein which I also bought so I could have I can have the whole thing. Now if only I had a Halloween with enough time to watch all of it and then end with that. Would I be... still contend you need to throw House of Frankenstein in there too cuz it's so it's a great movie that just doesn't get enough uh, credit. Yeah, but it's also it, it's all it's kind of it's all that also runs, right? I mean it's John Carradine in there and it's the people that weren't associated but with But none the of them are phoning in and uh, No, I understand that, but I'm saying but yeah. these were all the launching the launches of the iconic characters. Right. You don't have True. the bride, the son of, of Frankenstein, or you know, is there's a bride of Dracula? I know I've seen this one based on Carnilla that is from yeah, Dracula is kind of fragmented. It, they didn't really didn't yeah, do but they have the Spanish Carina. language, yeah. the, the the Mexican version of, uh, well, of Dracula. Dracula is included there. So great package there. Some some really cool DVDs coming out for. I mean, uh, uh, let's not even. Which one are you getting me? The Bond. The complete Bond two hundred and fifty dollar <laughs> Blu-ray I package, would, I which told, I could not catch out of the. <laughs> I told Debbie not to buy that for me. Why not? Because I've already I've got. I've you have every version. Of, I've got every version up until that. But for like, somebody like myself who is sort of held off, because it's just like what I played with Lord of the Rings. I yeah. knew there was going to be this like really, really, really cool version of Lord of the Rings that still. No matter how many times they tried lulling you in with, no, this is the great one. It's the next version. That's there would out. still be. So I waited till they gave me that 12 Blu-ray disc <laughs> one where each film takes up two Blu-rays and then commentary and extras are on the third. You know, uh, I waited. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I've got. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And the same thing with the Superman package. You know, I foolishly... Tried to put all that together on DVD, and then the Blu-ray version of it came out. I'm like, damn it, mm-hmm. you know. So um, fool me once. Uh, so this, I believe, this Bond Blu-ray is is, is as good as it's going to get in solid, in in a form that I actually hold. There might be a digital down the road that's better, but you know, this is going to be it. So yeah, as far as gifts go, you can get it for me, <laughs> Nate. Nate's no, nobody's getting any gifts this year for me. No, oh. no, not even the gift of your friendship. That's not a gift. It's more of a curse. <laughs> and you already have that. I do. Um, anything else? Oh, my God. Uh, I Walking Dead started a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, hey, how about that? On that? No, why would I do that? I don't watch it. I've watched, Go ahead. I've watched the first couple episodes. I know I have two banked right now. So why don't you guys talk about it? Awesome. Let's, let's talk about that next week. Okay. Uh, let me get caught up okay. on that one. Okay. Uh, How about the, Comic Book Man? Are you watching that? I just, I, you know, I'm getting so upset with that show. <laughs> what they do Why now, are you getting right? upset with Did it? Did you watch the latest one? Yes. Where the where they take one? Ming out in the woods oh, to hilarious. scare him? Oh, you know, I that guy, if that guy came into work with a gun <laughs> and killed them all, he'd have video proof as to what drove him Those to do that. <laughs> 
They love Ming. Sure they do. All right. How about Arrow, which I have not watched yet because it's not on on demand. I watched 1.75 episodes. I've watched the first two, and then there's two banked. So we'll let's get caught up on that next week. Big next time, big uh, not next week, but uh, we're going to do a special. All right, show and I'm sorry. Time. I am so grateful to you, by the way, because I know where you're going. For the Venture Brothers Halloween, I wouldn't have been are. aware if you hadn't posted it, but I haven't watched it yet. No, I'm going to watch it on Halloween. Okay, uh, I can't do that. I have my class tomorrow, but <laughs> it's, but uh, I'm so I'm so glad because I would have totally it forgot gone, about it. <laughs> Past me. Although Adult Swim actually emailed me this week and said, you know, make sure we've got your right contact if we want to send you stuff. And make sure you're getting stuff. And I'm like, well, where was Yay. this? Where was this last week when I could have <laughs> been excited about Venture Brothers Halloween and done something for you guys? We still don't know when Archer, the new season for Archer, started. I haven't heard anything on that yet either. So There was an Archer picture that somebody put up on Facebook of him with a pumpkin or something. I should also mention Russell Davis said something because I'm thinking of Archer, Arrow, and John Barrowman being on that. And he said, Torchwood... Um, is not dead. It was that actually he's been, um, unfortunately, something is going on in his life where he's had to move back to England, so mm. he couldn't work with Stars. Stars was very happy with Tar- Torchwood. And I like the so ending. So to keep Torchwood in the U.S.? I liked what they did with that. I thought I the did. idea of giving of having a new immortal man would be interesting. Uh, but he said, no, 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 he's going to, uh, he's, Torchwood may come back. You know, it's still out there, it's bubbling, but he doesn't have time. Maybe in five, ten, or twenty years, I believe it was like, really, Captain Jack's not going to be. But if he's on his way to being the face of Bo, maybe you can tell tell that. Now he's aging. Maybe. It could be. It could yeah. be. You know. Um, and interestingly enough, he also said that for the. Did 50th, you follow that out there in podcast land? <laughs> for the fall, uh, for the fiftieth anniversary of Doctor Who, he had been interested in writing a graphic novel, and the BBC turned him down. Yeah. Which until this moment, until this, I had not really glommed onto the realization that IDW and BBC were doing different graphic novel plans. And uh, so um, he's doing, you know, IDW could pick it up. And IDW is doing a 50th anniversary comic book miniseries that will cover 12 Doctors, uh, or 11 Doctors and and uh, and a 12th something wrapping it up. So, um, which they'd already kind of done, but they're doing one for the 15th anniversary. And uh, along those lines, Peter Davison was at New York Comic Con and said he was absolutely on board to come back for the 15th anniversary. So I just got breaking fun. news, too, oh. um, for Gallifrey 1, which is held in Los Angeles right. on February 15th through 17th. I'm looking at the website now to see if it's confirmed, because we got confirmed through other modes, but... Uh, Rory is going to be a guest of honor. Wow. So I have got to check my calendar to make sure that I can go to Gallifrey 1 because I'd really like to do that. Yeah. So We'll uh, definitely get some reporting from there. Yeah. However it works. Yeah, if I don't get to go, I certainly hope, you know, that, of course you will. So, um, yep. All right. Well, I, I think that's about it. We're, we're just ripping through without having written anything down. And uh, I'm glad we could get together for this emergency podcast. This has been a test of the Emergency Fanboy Planet podcasting system. And it's I think not my it, normal sound kit, kids. And strangely, and strangely, I think that would work just fine. We all got together, we're fast, and it's good, and we can uh, still be home and do our homework. 
Oh, that's just me. All right, so, uh, you know, if you've got any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. If I forgot to do all my all my shilling up top. Do it now. I'm going to. If you're picking this up on iTunes, by all means, well, you can, uh, you please rate us, review us, and tell your friends, and listen to us on the Stitcher app. That's another option. Speaking well, of Stitcher, excuse me. Did everyone see Why the, are you breaking my flow? Because this is important. It's okay, important. go ahead. Did everyone see the Stitcher Awards link that I put up no. on the page? No. no. On the Facebook page? Didn't I? Well, we should put it on the regular Fanboy Planet page as well. I, sh- I thought I tagged you in it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Because they, uh, they had a, like, you go and vote. Okay. Did we win a Stitcher Award a couple of years ago? That wasn't Stitcher. I can't remember which. We, we did get a podcast award. Well, but... I voted for us in every category, even political. Wow. And wow. we're welcome. Oh, I, thank you. Jeez. Your friendship just keeps giving and giving. So, Stitcher.com. Yeah, but go I think and vote for the Fanboy Planet podcast yeah, and everything, I don't know including how to get political. to it because I just saw Stitcher. Would it be just... funny if we won for political? Absolutely. What well, we're funnier than no, we're not funnier than politics. We're funnier than well, maybe not. And politics aren't funny anyway. Um, so <laughs> Stitcher, Stitcher. It's what's for dinner. No, it's uh, you can listen to us on the Stitcher app, and of course you can find us on www.fanboyplanet.com. I should also mention if you're if you are enjoying us, you know, I I always say it's, you know, money really needs, probably needs to go to New York City, but just in case you have about five cents left over, go to the you know PayPal app because uh, we're kind of you know we're doing this. For fun and no profit. Uh, but we love you all, and, and we're glad to have you out there as fandroids. And um, that will be it until next week. Oh, on Sunday when we're po- podcasting from Convolution. Convolution. Unfortunately, Nate will not be able to join us. He'll be in Los Angeles, but uh, God bless him. And we're going to have a number of... We probably the, have Garcia, right? Well, we'll have Garcia. We will probably have Steve Jackson of Steve Jackson Games. That's exciting. I'll have to uh, do some research. And uh, a number of other people. Who All are. right. Well, awesome. So, uh, until Sunday and then beyond, I'm Derek McCaw. I am Nate Costa. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to... Use your powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.